Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am chatting with several brides and brides-to-be who attended the Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings Bridal Showcase for 2014, and I thought you guys would be interested to hear their reactions and find out if they thought it was a valuable thing to attend, and if maybe it's something that you should look into attending when they hold the next one in February 2015. So my first guest today is Lisa Robertson. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. It was really nice to meet you at the showcase, and I'm curious to hear what you thought of it. And for any of my listeners who aren't familiar with the Bridal Showcase, basically Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings pulls out all the stops. They have what you might call like a show floor that's open for four hours, and they have all the different business lines in Disney who have tables out there. So like Disney Event Photography has a table and they have samples. The floral department puts together a bunch of beautiful tables with different place settings and flowers. The chefs cook a bunch of tastes for us to try, and the pastry chefs come up with cakes to look at and cake flavors to try. They have a few outside vendors. They have a travel agent, and it's just a really neat opportunity to go around and learn about all these different facets of Disney's fairy tale weddings. And this year, they added these sessions. There were two sessions, and they ran each one twice. So you had an opportunity to attend both sessions, even though they were run simultaneously. And so we'll talk about that in a second. So my first question is how you got interested in attending the showcase in the first place. Well, really, I've been thinking of holding my wedding in Orlando. And Disney was kind of the dream, but the unaffordable dream. And going through the planning with my mom, I told her about the showcase. And she it was something for her to kind of grab onto. So it was a good chance for us to just get down to Orlando and see one Disney's weddings and then just a bunch of different venues in Orlando. That's cool. How far did you guys have to travel? Well, I live in Brooklyn, New York, and my mom lives in Charleston, South Carolina. So both of us had a ways to go. (laughs) That's cool. Wow. It was great that you were able to make the trip. Did you bring anybody else or it was just the two of you? My mom's one of her good friends. They kind of plan weddings together in Charleston. So she's kind of acting as a wedding planner for us, though she's just a family friend, really. That's interesting. So maybe I should interview your mom because I'd love to know what a wedding planner (laughs) thought of the... (laughs) That's fascinating. Okay, so when you were getting ready to go, what were you most looking forward to at the showcase? Well, I've never been to a bridal showcase at all before. So everything, really. And just seeing Disney's new transformations, it was a good time because they just, you know, completed Fantasyland and everything. And I don't know, trying to see what they have to offer and why, you know, they're the upper class of the venues down there. Interesting. Yeah. Did you have a chance to make an appointment with a wedding planner? No, we didn't really think that far ahead or really think at all about what we were doing. The closest thing that we kind of 
did any real work there was during the one of the slideshows, they had mentioned the attic, which I had talked to my mother about before, but she didn't really get it. And then she saw it in the pictures and she loved it. So later that night after the showcase, we ended up at the boardwalk at like eight o'clock at night and we convinced one of the concierge people to show it to us. Wow, that's great because that's usually under lock and key. <laughs> it was. It took us about 20 minutes to open the door. <laughs> the door would not open. <laughs> and we couldn't find the lights. So it, it quite literally um, it was hard to get into. But the woman that helped us was super helpful and wanted to help us see it. And we didn't have any time to go any other day or make a real appointment. So That's awesome. So now I'm biased because we had our reception at the attic and I was obsessed by the shiny floors. What did you think of the attic? <laughs> I loved it. It's so cozy. I love all the little old trinkets that are everywhere. The view, we saw it, you know, it was like eight o'clock at night. So the lights were on and all the boardwalk and the water shining at you is gorgeous. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you stay long enough to see fireworks? Well, we thought we did, but we didn't. Basically, first we thought the fireworks were going to be at 8, and then we thought they were going to be at 9. So we were kind of just waiting around on the boardwalk. And then I finally looked it up on my phone, they were at 10, in which we decided to give up. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, a lot of people think the attic, I think in pictures it looks very granny-like with the sort of floral prints and everything. But when you're there, it's not like that at all. It really does have like an old-fashioned seaside vibe that's not necessarily dusty ruffles and stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially since like even looking back at the pictures I took there, like it doesn't even transform as well in those pictures as opposed to when we were there. It felt so great. I just love the feel of that room. Okay, so then which aspects of the showcase did you find most helpful? I really liked the be our guest information thing on all the different food because that something that I'm really worried about planning from so far away. Like I have no idea what I'm going to do with like a menu or food or any of that. So I thought they put a lot of good tidbits in there and I got to steal their stationery. (laughs) That's interesting because yes, from the other brides I've talked to, it seems like that Be Our Guest presentation was a big hit because like you say, it can be kind of overwhelming where to start, what to pick. You do get, if you're doing wishes, you do get a a menu tasting session, but if you can't get down for that or you don't even know what to put on the menu for that, I think that was a really helpful session. Yeah, absolutely. Did you attend the uh, the other session, Edutainment 101? Yes, I did. That one was okay. You know, I liked that they showed the different types of the photography, like pictorial versus photojournalistic versus, you know, temporary or whatever. And that, you know, they were trying to say that they did all of those things. But I don't know, I think they could have picked a few, like the photo choices even didn't always completely go with what they were trying to say, like, on one of their raw versus color treated versus enhanced, you know, they kind of look like the same picture and weren't selling what they were Right, right. And that's interesting, too, because no photographer is going to give you raw photos. You can't even open raw photos if you don't have the right software. So that was kind of, I mean, maybe it was just to show you what a photo looks like in camera before it gets retouched. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, and they were, it was also just the whole thing was kind of funny how they were dancing around, you know, giving the microphone. Oh, here, here you go. And jumping over to each other and Everything was kind of silly. (laughs) (laughs) So then tell me what you thought of the afternoon of food and fine wine. That was really interesting. We didn't really know what to expect, like what we were, we kind of thought it was going to be more of a tasting 
more bite-sized things. And it was nice to see what Disney would do for a full four or five course, I guess, plated meal. Right. And I like that they came out and, you know, talked about the food and tried to explain what it was. And Yeah, definitely. And I felt like some of the things we had were like the best iteration I'd ever had at Disney. I think outside of Victoria and Albert's, I've never had fish prepared that well before at Disney. I actually had, a, I think, a unique experience because I, um, I don't eat meat. So they gave me a full vegetarian version of everything. It was funny, you know, because my things were similar, definitely. Like instead of the lobster bisque, they gave me corn chowder. Ah. So it was still like, like a creamy, heavy soup. Which it was amazing. I really, I could have just had the soup and I would have been fine. I don't know how I got through everything else after that. I'm curious to know, as a planner, what parts of the showcase your mom liked? She definitely liked it. And it was nice for me because it kind of got her more on the side of Disney and everything. And she really likes talking to people and finding out about things. She found um, right before the food and wine, we had talked to another bride and her mom who had been married there maybe like four years previously. And even that was really all the aspects is just mingling with the different kinds of people there, the people that had been married there and finding like their own experiences. And then she definitely, I think the food and wine tasting was her favorite part. Yeah. And that was what was interesting too about the food and wine was at least at our table, it was this even balance of two couples. We had already been married at Disney and the couple to our left had already, the bride had been married there and she was with her mom and then new couples who were considering planning. And it was nice because like you say, we could share our experiences and find out what they were excited about. And yeah, it was a great balance. Absolutely. The only thing that was kind of one-sided on our table, because I think every table had like a planner at it. Yeah, I think every everybody but ours for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but ours, the bride and mother of the bride that were at our table, the wedding planner was their actual wedding planner. Ah. So basically they were just, you know, using that time to talk about their own wedding and finalize their own oh, details. I mean, it's fine. We got a few tidbits, but not quite as much as we would have if we were all new to it. Right, right. So then from the showcase and the sessions and the tasting, was there anything that you felt Disney could have improved upon? I mean, I think the edutainment segment could have been a little better. I don't know. There was just a few, you know, funky spots from it. And they were a little preachy about how you kind of, it feels like you have to be, I guess, with your photographs. And then I thought it very funny that they chose to do a bouquet toss for the gift baskets they were doing away. Mm -hmm. Because to me, that's kind of just like asking for trouble because I had actually, um, I caught the bouquet and the person next to me stole it out of my hand. What? Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm totally not the kind of person that's going to let that bother me. And I certainly wouldn't want to start anything. But if that had happened to like the wrong kind of, I can't imagine that they want to even deal with that problem. That is hilarious. I mean, I'm so glad that you're so sanguine about it because that would have been PO'd. I mean, like, it's like, oh, okay. You know, my mother was upset that I'm not more aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was weird. Huh. Well, and then did you find that your plans changed as as a result of something you learned or you saw at the showcase? Mostly that it now is much more of a possibility that even if I don't get married at Disney, that we'll try and use the attic 
in either coming there separately for a reception or, you know, like a rehearsal or after day brunch or, you know, some sort of event because we just fell in love with that venue. And before I didn't think we'd really be able to use Disney for anything. So... Yeah, that's true, because there are ways to, like, you know, get married someplace else on property, but then have a reception. I mean, they won't let you have a DJ and dancing kind of reception, because then they want you to go through Disney's fairytale weddings. But it's, yeah, definitely possible to have some other kind of event at all the same venues that they offer for weddings, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. We tried. We didn't think to talk to anyone while we were there, but we have since called and talked to them. And it's so funny how they want to treat the different categories basically they were telling us because there's a place off-site that like we really want to do our ceremony oh what place is that the maitland Arts center it has a, a mayan courtyard yes the roots we went there with the roots are our wedding photographers and they <laughs> took us there and they've shot a wedding there it was just gorgeous there oh my gosh the place is amazing we were there when it was raining and it was just it didn't matter it's the most gorgeous place <laughs> oh that'd be nice <laughs> it is but basically, you know, we call them and saying, hey, we want to get married off property and then come have our reception here. And they're like, well, you know, we don't really want to do that. We'd rather you do all of your wedding stuff here. And, you know, so that would probably come out to be about $15,000. We're like, OK, well, say say it's not a wedding. We, we just want to have an event there. And they're like, oh, OK, so just a catering event. That's like $4,000. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. So then do you think it's worth making a special trip to Walt Disney World for one of these bridal showcases? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely, depending on what your plans are. If you can get a couple of different things going on in there, like if you're already planning and want to do, you know, if you're doing your tasting or if you really wanted to meet with somebody or if you're looking at other things in the area, it's definitely something nice to go do while you're there. But I would, I'm not sure I would make a special trip specifically for it. Okay, cool. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your experience at the showcase and your mom's experience, too. I think it was really instructive for somebody who might be considering going to the next one. So thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now I'm speaking with Cindy Blackman. Welcome, Cindy. Hi. How's it going? It's great. Thanks so much for being on the show. I'm really eager to hear what you thought of the showcase. Disney has been changing them a little bit every year, and so it's always interesting to see what people think of the new revisions. Well, this is my first time coming, so any of my previous knowledge was actually gotten through your trip reports, actually, on the Diz boards. That was how I found out about them to begin with. Oh, great. Okay, cool. First, Cindy, I'm interested in knowing how you decided you wanted to even attend the bridal showcase. I was really hoping to get my fiancé more excited about the planning aspect of our wedding. I thought that seeing things in person would kind of bring it home to him. And did it? <laughs> yes! That's awesome. It worked like a charm. <laughs> did you guys have to travel very far to attend? About six and a half hours. We came by car from Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, well, that's a commitment. And did you bring any other friends or family members with you? I brought my 12-year-old daughter and my mother. Well, that's great. It sounds like you had a bunch of different generations, all of them attending the showcase. Oh, yes. And we all enjoyed it. Oh, very that's much. great. Something for everyone. Yes. So now when you were planning, what were you most looking forward to seeing at the showcase? Well, I was definitely interested in the panels. I thought that I would be able to get some good ideas there, and I did, and I took some, some good notes. And... 
I also was especially interested in getting to talk to the planners ahead of time because my wedding is not for a couple of years. That's a really good point because, yeah, if you're more than like 16 months out, Disney basically won't talk to you other than send you a brochure. So this is a great opportunity if you are planning well in advance to get to make an appointment with the planner. Yes, especially if you are obsessive about details. (laughs) So did you have a chance to talk to them and what was it like? I did, actually. Uh, I walked in, I told them I'd heard that there was going to be a chance to talk to planners, and they said, go to that little table over there and sign up, and I did, and they gave me an appointment about five minutes later. Oh, that's wonderful. And how did that go? What did you guys talk about? We talked about uh, venues mostly. Also, I kind of wanted to put out some feelers as to whether or not they would think my theme was a little too weird. Now I'm dead curious. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's steampunk haunted mansion. We're, we're taking basically the haunted mansion and putting a steampunk spin on it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And I have seen each of those as individual themes. So I bet that they would have no trouble with that. Oh, nobody even blinked an eye. It was very nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely made me feel a little, a little better, uh, a lot better. That's great. And then venues, what kind of stuff did you talk about there? I'm a big DIYer. I, I love crafts. I make clothing and all kinds of things. So I wanted to know how likely it was that I was going to be able to bring elements for the centerpieces. That was the first question I had. And there are some venues in which you can and some which you cannot. And it looks like the one that was our first choice for reception is really flat out, absolutely not. Oh, what venue was that? The Living Seas Salon, it has that really great clear piano that you can see right through, clear piano that you can see right through, yep. (laughs) It's like Wonder Woman's piano. (laughs) (laughs) It's really pretty. But I wonder, though, if maybe Disney could recreate for you what you were hoping to DIY, because I would hate for you to give up, you know, your favorite venue just for that one aspect. It is really interesting that you say that first because that was pretty much exactly what the planner said after my crestfallen face. (laughs) Like, well, why don't you take some pictures and we can do it? (laughs) That sounds good to me. I'm definitely going to make them and I'll take pictures and I'll send them. And if they think they can do them better, I'm all for that. That's great. Yeah, I hope that works out for you because that would be really cool. Thank you. Me too. And which other aspects of the showcase did you find most helpful? I'm a huge foodie. I really love food. So getting to taste little bitty samples of what they can do was extremely helpful because we were trying to decide between a brunch and a dinner. I figured if they couldn't handle dinner, they could definitely handle brunch. Who can't? (laughs) But uh, we we were overall very pleased, especially the Caesar salad. Oh, great. Yeah, that's interesting because it's something that can be so anonymous, but that's great that they came up with a version you really liked. Yes. It also got me very interested in the spa treatments, which I hadn't previously really given any thought to. That was that was good. Interesting. Just seeing the, the spa had a table set up, right? They did. Yeah, they were doing makeup demonstrations, hair demonstrations, and hand massages. I didn't actually have anything done, but I did pick up all of the information that they had on the table and take that home with me to read. That's cool because that's something that if you don't have time to do it for your wedding, it's definitely something you would want to do on your honeymoon. Definitely. And then was there anything at the showcase that you felt Disney could have improved upon? Well, 
their approach to photography in both the Edutainment 101 course and the main venue. In the main venue, either people would come right up to you and have a camera in your face, or they would completely ignore you. It seemed based on your level of attractiveness. Really? Interesting. And in the Edutainment 101 session, mm, it was mostly a sales pitch for Disney photography rather than an explanation of what they do. That's exactly what it felt like, like a huge sales pitch. And it was too forced. And it would have been nice if they had had perhaps more examples of their photography, if you'd gotten to hear from more of the photographers. There was one person that pretty much dominated the discussion. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of a, it sort of had a split personality that session because it was sort of half about photography or two thirds about photography. And then one third was about floral and decor. And even I, who have already had my wedding, felt like I was left wanting more. Like the floral was great. She was getting into some great, like, here are some ways to save on your budget. Here's the difference between a cheaper centerpiece, a medium centerpiece, and an expensive one. And I thought, oh, wow. And then it just seemed like right when we were getting into that, then it sort of switched over to photography. I must have missed that part. I came in half an hour late because of the planning session. And I would have really liked to hear that because that's what I was basically going to Edutainment 101 for was to hear more about the floral and other enhancements of that type. Then did you find that any of your plans have changed as a result of something you learned or saw at the showcase? Being that the wedding is, is two years out, I can't really say that any of my plans were really solidified to begin with, but it definitely germinated some new ideas. And I got a chance to talk to the gentleman who would most likely be working on our cake, the gentleman who specializes in the more unusual, especially steampunk cakes. And that was really informative. The fact that he was so excited about our theme and our cake was really nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it is neat to have that personal connection because the pastry chefs are people who you don't see at the wedding and they've done so much work and you never get to like say thank you or communicate with them really. And so that's wonderful that at least beforehand you got to talk to them. Yeah, it was really nice. And it definitely gave me some new ideas for the cake. Oh, great. So then do you think it's worth making a special trip to Walt Disney World to attend one of the bridal showcases? Absolutely. In fact, I'm trying to get James to go again next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this is really insightful and your experience will be helpful to anybody who's trying to decide whether they want to go to the next one. So thank you. Thank you. Now I'm speaking with Rebecca Carter about her experience at Disney's Fairytale Weddings Bridal Showcase. Welcome, Rebecca. Hey, Carrie. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. It was really nice to run into you at the showcase, and I'm curious to hear what you thought of it. Well, this was my first showcase ever and my first experience even with into Disney fairy tale weddings to the pavilion or into the Grand Floridian, that whole area. I thought the event was very exciting. There were some parts that were better than others. So what got you interested in attending the showcase? My husband and I eloped back in 1998, and it was a secret elopement where we knew about it four months ahead of time, but nobody else did. 
one of the downsides of that is I felt like I didn't get to have any of that celebratory engagement period or any anything with the brides magazines. So I thought, you know what, it would be really great to do a vow renewal so that uh, my stepchildren, his children, our grandchildren could kind of had a family celebration while we renewed our vows. So that's what I was looking into. I've been researching it. In, in conjunction with reading the Passporters Wedding and Honeymoon book and listening to your podcast and just seeing how this could come together at Disney World. Oh, that's great. I always recommend vow renewals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, you live in Orlando, so you didn't have to travel very far. Did you bring any friends and family with you? Nope. I just, I just came by myself. And what were you most looking forward to seeing or doing at the showcase? Well, as a follower of Carrie, I was uh, looking forward to the cake. <laughs> I wanted to taste the cake and I, I didn't know it was going to be a lot of mousse and then a tiny layer of cake but I did I wanted to see the the, the place settings and the I didn't realize there was going to be you know food and the, the whole production it was it was everything really that I was I didn't even think it was going to be that wonderful but it was a lot of different things and what was your favorite flavor of cake? Uh, I guess they were, like you say, they were combinations. So what turned out to be your favorite combination of mousse and cake? I like the dark chocolate mousse with the pearls at the bottom. A little surprise there. Um, I don't know what cake, I think it was chocolate cake with dark chocolate mousse. I, they were all they were all pretty, pretty delicious. Yeah, I liked that this year they had more straight ahead flavors. It seemed like last time they had these like fancy liqueur kind of flavors that not everybody was into, but these were flying off the table. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It was like shot shot glasses of uh, mousse and cake. And did you have a chance to talk with a wedding planner while you were there? I did not, no. We didn't seem to have that much time, actually, in between the segments. Yeah, that's a good point, because the way they scheduled it, there was like a half an hour, then a whole hour session, then an hour break, and then another whole hour session, and then half an hour, and it was over. So yeah, I could see how it would seem like, at what point in there do you meet up with a wedding planner? And one of our sessions ran about 20 minutes over, so so it really did cut down on the time that you could spend in the ballroom uh, looking at all the different vendors and product. There were two sessions. One was called Be Our Guest, and that was about choosing your menu. And the other one was Edutainment 101, which was about floral and photography. Can you tell me a little bit about what you thought of those? Be Our Guest was the first uh, breakout session that I attended, and it was very well put together, and we all had handouts, and we had the chefs discussing the differences between plated versus buffet and, and what a action station is and what what you can do and why a buffet might be better for your your reception than a plated menu and what, what's important to you as a couple. You should celebrate you as a couple as opposed to getting food that you just think your guests are going to like. It was really, really great for somebody who is perhaps intimidated uh, if you don't know what a chafing dish is or uh, what pave means it was or beurre blanc. The chefs were there from the various hotels and they were very approachable, I thought. They discussed what might work best for you. And I just found the whole breakout to be very, very informative and interesting. I agree. The wedding planners were there also, and they were there to answer any kind of, you know, question and answer session. And they showed three different ways to do a certain appetizer. 
it was it was just a really informative and and entertaining experience. And so then what did you think about the Edutainment 101 session? That was not as I would say informative. It was just kind of laid out a little bit different. One of the good things about it was they had a floral person and they had uh, two photographers, I believe. And the floral person would show you on the screen, well, here's a good flower, you know, here's a better flower and best. This is what I can do for you, good, better, and best, and showed you what you're going to be paying more for, and they showed you the different levels. That was interesting and informative also, but the photographers spent a lot of time talking about why you shouldn't allow your guests to have cell phones at the ceremony. You know, that's I can understand touching it on that just briefly, but they seem to make quite a quite a long production out of it, showing slides of people using cell phones at ceremonies. It just seemed out of place to me. I don't know if you do meet with your photographers ahead of time or if somebody schools you on that or if this is the only opportunity they had to tell people not to allow your guests to have cell phones. I don't I don't you don't know if that's normal. That's an interesting point because, yeah, they don't meet with you ahead of time. And sometimes you don't even know who your photographer is going to be until a few days before. So maybe that's why they thought this was their opportunity. This was their opportunity to say this is something that really bugs us. And it did make sense. It absolutely did make sense. And he showed they showed how to, the difference between um, photography and getting it, the different shading. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about like raw images versus processed images versus retouched images. Right. And you're familiar with that. And and I wasn't. So I was, oh, that's so nice. You know, so <laughs> you are familiar with that. I, I didn't know that. So it was, again, they touched over kind of 101, you know, the, the basic things about that. And they also did give away two big baskets of goodies at the end. So that was that was something I just didn't find it as stimulating, I guess, as the first one as be our guest. I very much enjoyed that. And I thought it was great. Interesting. And so did any of your plans change as a result of something you learned about or saw at the showcase? What I did learn is that I'm going to need to think about what we want to do. There are so many possibilities in terms of venues and rooms within hotels, what kind of a a celebration we want to have and what's right for us. It actually made it harder because they they threw out all these different possibilities. You want to have a tailgating party or you want to have a you know, a tea party ahead of time. Do you want to have a luau? Do you want to celebrate Paris or castles? It was, it was, it was really great. It was um, exciting in terms of what, what you can do and the sky's the limit. Definitely. Yeah. Now you are lucky because you live in town, but do you think it's worth making a special trip to Walt Disney World to go to one of these showcases? If you're interested in, if you're really thinking about having a Disney wedding or a honeymoon or a vow renewal, I absolutely would encourage you to go. Um, I don't think it can hurt at all. I think it's great to see things in quote unquote real life, to be able to visualize, oh, this is what the White Hall room looks like, or this is what this space really looks like. Because pictures, pictures are great, but they're not, they don't do everything justice. I also would recommend very highly though, is to study your book ahead of time so that people know this, this, and this that you list out. This is what you can expect. And then when they go on site, they can augment your book with that experience. Um, I absolutely would recommend going to the, the fairy tale showcase. 
Oh, well, I'm so glad you found my book helpful. And I think that these are all great ideas to keep in mind for someone who might be planning on going to these in the future. And so it could be something that would be a really helpful planning tool for someone. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience on the show today. Thanks, Carrie. It was great meeting you. Now I'm speaking with Kristen Scholler, who attended the last Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings Bridal Showcase in 2013, and you heard her on this show talking about her experiences then. And now we're going to follow up and see what she thought of the showcase this year, coming back as a bride who had her wedding and was curious to see what was new and different at the showcase. Welcome, Kristen. Hello. This is so great to talk to you again. I'm curious to know just how you decided, oh, hey, I want to go see another showcase. <laughs> Well, Jeff and I live locally to Disney, so it wasn't, you know, a big trip or anything. And I love vow renewals and stuff. Obviously, we're not thinking of one quite yet because we just got married, but it's always kind of fun to see. And I just like weddings. So I said to Jeff, hey, do you want to go this year? It has food. And he said, yes. So that was about it. That's great. So when you found out that you were going to go, what were you most looking forward to seeing at the showcase? I was excited about the breakout sessions because I thought that was kind of a neat idea to be a little more specific with certain aspects of planning process. And even though we already had our wedding, I was just kind of curious what Disney had planned for that. And I was just kind of curious to see if there was going to be any like huge changes between last year and this year. Yeah, and that's what's interesting is because last year, Disney was still in cahoots with David Tutera, and so sort of the centerpiece of the last showcase was this veritable evangelical revival meeting with David Tutera, <laughs> meeting, <laughs> meeting these brides who were all practically screaming and fainting. And so mm -hmm. this year, when I was like, well, gee, they're not working with Tutera anymore. I wonder what they're going to do. But I think what they came up with was a great idea, which was these two informational sessions that answer a lot of questions that brides have, especially when they're planning from a distance. Mm-hmm. I agree. So which aspects of the showcase did you end up liking the most or thinking were probably most helpful to future brides? Well, we only ended up going to one of the breakout sessions because I actually had a friend attending who is actually looking into a Disney wedding and they didn't get breakout tickets. So Jeff and I gave them the one we hadn't been to yet. So the only breakout session I went to was the photography and decorating one. And so I thought that was really informational whether or not you decide to go with Disney fairy tale wedding photography or outside vendor even after this one I would still go with outside vendor but I thought it was kind of neat that they went into detail with it I actually kind of liked it not having like one celebrity talking like David Terror because it was much more applicable to actual Disney weddings I thought the food was better this year and I liked how they had the dresses set up a little better this year too. Oh, that's interesting. Where they had like two models who swapped out a couple of outfits and they were sort of right when you walked in the door? Yeah, I liked how, because last year it seemed the dresses, there were a few in the front, but the rest were kind of scattered around, whereas now it was, there was one place to see the dresses and you could actually see them on real people. On one hand, I felt kind of bad for the models because I'm just trying to picture what it would be like to just smile at people for hours on end <laughs> while in a wedding dress, but it was kind of neat to see them not on a mannequin and the fact that they kept kind of changing it out. So I thought that was kind of a neat way to do it. That's cool. Yeah. Was there anything you saw that you were like, oh, I wish I'd seen that at the showcase before my wedding? In all honesty, not really. Um, they had the projection cake, but that wasn't really my style, especially with the 
$2,900 price point for non-edible cake. Um, <laughs> so it was neat, but nothing I would ever have considered. And the decor was neat, but probably their biggest different one was the Mad Hatter room, which wasn't our theme, and then the Frozen one, which I like that they put the prices this year. I don't remember them doing this last year, but they did put like the prices on the Frozen table and the Mad Hatter table to say how much everything was costing. So that was really neat. And I would have liked something like that, I think, when we were playing, just to have an idea of how much Disney charges for stuff. But other than that, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me that I was like, oh, if only I had known. Well, that's a good point about the prices, though, because especially with the Mad Hatter, um, what Kristen's talking about is they had these table setups where you could see a fully done up table with floral, decor, all the chargers, the different accessories. And the Mad Hatter theme has been really popular for a while at Disney, but a lot of times when brides inquire about it and they're told, oh, well, that requires a prop package that costs like $5,000, they're like, whoa. So this showed, <laughs> this was like, you know, well, half of this table, they had this big like double wide table, half of the table was $900 and you could see exactly what you got. You got a teapot that had fake steam. Well, I guess it was real steam coming out of it. <laughs> and um, then you had the little bread and butterflies and you had all the place settings. And so, yeah, having prices. I thought was a really good idea. Yeah, and they also had a little frozen table, of course, because Disney can't go five minutes without talking about frozen. <laughs> but uh, And that had prices too, which I liked in terms of that was a more normal table stuff. Like I love that they had the Mad Hatter package, but at least the frozen one was more like these regular chairs and this regular centerpiece, you know. So it was kind of neat to see the super high end with the Mad Hatter if you wanted to go totally crazy with your centerpieces or more of like a normal centerpiece that just happened to be frozen themed. So that was kind of cool, I thought. Right, definitely. And then was there anything at the showcase that you felt Disney could have improved upon? The photography presentation, I really <laughs> did not like it. The floral presentation, I thought, did a decent job because it was one person. When we went, it was Elizabeth, who actually was our floral planner, so that was neat. And it was one person talking, and that was it, and it was really good. When the photography came on, it was two different people, and they kind of talked over each other sometimes. Like, you could tell it wasn't totally set up who was going to answer what question and such. And they had some interesting information, like, oh, some of the packages are going to include a high-res disc now, et cetera, et cetera, which was great to know. But it almost felt more – the floral actually had some information, and admittedly it was simple information like to save money – make your bouquet smaller, but at least it was information that some brides may not have thought of, maybe, whereas the photography didn't really give me much information. It was just basically like, please use Disney photography, and this is why you should please use Disney photography, and so that felt more like a sales pitch, and I wasn't super impressed by it. Interesting, yeah. The other thing that I wasn't a huge fan of, and this is totally random, and I don't know if you tried it, but did you try the strawberry milkshake thing? No, where was that? It was disgusting. Um, be glad <laughs> you missed it. It was in the back right corner. They had a really good food sap. I have to give Disney props for it. They had everything from pork belly to hamburger sliders to little steaks. Like It was amazing. And the burger came with truffle potato chips, a little burger slider, and both of those were great, but it came with this little strawberry milkshake. And people were leaving piles of it on the trays to throw out because it almost had – I this weird aftertaste that tasted really bitter and sour and didn't taste like strawberries at all. Like I have no idea what it was and the rest of the food was good. So that really 
stood out terribly. Interesting. But the rest of the food was good, and I have to say it was better than last year that had, like, the chopped up shrimp reformed into shrimp and stuff <laughs> like that. So they definitely improved minus that. That's funny. Yeah, and they had a beautiful display, too, for this sort of farmer's market idea that had all these vegetables and grass and stuff. That yeah. It was really good looking. And the other thing I do have to say that they improved on is no gel cakes this year. That's right. So for those of you who haven't heard the show where Kristen talked about last year, and I talked about last year, they did this thing where the samples of cakes were these weird, like, super modern, like, gel flavors and cake. And this year it was like straight up mousse and cake. It was very straight ahead. Yes. And I feel like, okay, this gives me more of an idea of what the cake and fillings can taste like versus the gel cake where I remember the gel cake, one of the flavors was like strawberry rhubarb or something like that. And I'm like, that's not even a flavor you offer. So they... They definitely did a better job overall with food this year, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Oh, and they didn't have as much of a bottleneck at the cake table this year because last year they the chefs were spray painting these beautiful candy flowers. And I don't know if they were supposed to be giving them out, but people started to take them and then pretty soon a line started to form and it backed all the way up around the ballroom because everybody wanted a free flower. <laughs> yes, and this year I noticed they split because last year it was kind of like you had – flowers, cake, and food all in a row. So anyone who wanted anything had to wait in this huge line. Whereas this year, cake was on one side of the room, food was on the other. So it kept everyone nicely split up, I think. Right, right. Did you feel like it was enough time? I guess you went to just one session, but for somebody who signed up for both sessions, you kind of had like half an hour, an hour session, hour in between, another hour session, and then half an hour at the end. And I remember thinking, oh, am I going to get enough time on the show floor? But at the end, I didn't feel like I missed too much. Yeah, I would say probably the same thing in terms of originally I would have had that worry, but once we gave away the one breakout session to our friend, we had already been to one, and we stayed there maybe five or ten more minutes because I it seemed so much smaller this year. Maybe with the breakout sessions, I'm not sure, but even my friend who hadn't been to last year's to compare it at all was mentioning that she was surprised how small it was. And it kind of was. Once you saw the cake and the food, you pretty much could walk around the room in five minutes and kind of be done with it. There wasn't a whole lot to really explore, I guess. And there were also less vendors this year in terms of last year. There was Sephora and stuff like that, and I didn't see them at all this year. So I don't know if there was, you know, a smaller one this year or if it was just my imagination. Yeah, that's a good point because last year it was at the Contemporary in this cavernous ballroom and this year it was at a smaller ballroom. I guess, I would guess probably because David Tutera wasn't there so they knew they weren't going to get quite the turnout. Yeah, that's my guess. And so with him not being there, the one thing I wish they would have done is with them being in the Grand Florian, I almost wish there may have been a wedding scheduled that day, I'm not sure, but if there wasn't a wedding, I almost wish they would have, you know, had like a guided tour times for the wedding pavilion or francs or whatever. But also, I know a few years ago, they actually had it where you could try on the Alfred Angelo dresses. I never got to go when that was a thing because I wasn't engaged yet. Um, but I think that would have been kind of a neat thing to draw people in because I know from girls who went that year that it was popular. And Alfred Angelo was there. It was just once again, you can only look at the dresses. So I think that may have been a neat move for them to do to kind of keep interest in that room beyond just walking around and being done with it. 
Yes, that's a good point. I really liked that idea. The year that they had the dress try-ons, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. But especially if you're coming from a distance and you live in a place where you don't have easy access to an Alfred Angelo, it was a great opportunity to try on the dresses. And then I love your idea of having guided tours of the wedding pavilion or Franks because that's definitely part of the full package. And maybe something if they extended the time or they did it before or after like they did with the wine food and wine pairing that we went to afterward I bet they would get a lot of takers for that yeah definitely because I think a lot of people want to explore it but I know back when we were just kind of looking at it you're always kind of worried like am I allowed to just walk in there or whatever so to kind of have an open house of the most popular of the ceremony locations would have been a really good idea and with the um, Alfred Angelo dresses, I know even looking on some forums and stuff afterwards, people who were gone were kind of like, hey, well, what dress was that one? And you know that dress that that bride was wearing, you know, when she was modeling it, which one was that one? And I feel like if people have been able to try it on and talk to someone, they would have been more able to have more information on it. Because at least while I was there, I saw the models with the dresses, but I didn't see anyone at least right there, who was directly from Alfred Angelo. So there wasn't really anyone to talk to if you had questions. So I think it would have been kind of neat. And um, someone had mentioned that they debuted the Elsa dress. Then someone else mentioned that, no, it wasn't Elsa, it was Cinderella. But I didn't know either way. But if they did have the Elsa dress, I think that was a great time to debut it and to let girls try it on, even though it doesn't come out for a few months. I think that would have been a huge uh, troll with how popular Frozen seems to be right now. Yeah, that's a really good point. So having been to two of these now and having planned your wedding in between two of them, do you think it's worth making a special trip to Walt Disney World to attend one of these? One thing that I thought last year that I still think is if you're an escape or memories, but you still want to meet with someone, it's perfect because they still did the sales consultant meetings. And again, if you're escape or memories, you don't get that one-on-one -on -one session. So that may be a great time to. If you can afford it as a wishes bride, I think it's a neat thing to go to. It was certainly neat, especially this year, to see the prices for centerpieces and decor and stuff. I think that was a great move. But I don't think it's going to make such an impact on your wedding that you're going to miss out on something and have regrets months later, you know, if you do miss it. So it's neat if you can make it, but if you can't, I don't think it's a must-see. Got it. Great advice. Well, Kristen, thanks so much for coming back on the show. I think you've offered a lot of good points and maybe helped somebody make the decision of whether they want to attend the next one. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Many thanks to Lisa, Cindy, Rebecca, and Kristen for sharing their experiences at Disney's Fairytale Weddings 2014 Showcase at Walt Disney World. If you're interested in learning more about the showcase or seeing a million bazillion photos of the showcase, especially the cakes, or hearing complete audio of the Edutainment 101 and Be Our Guest sessions, check out my full trip report at DisneyTravelBabble.com. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.